Wow. <sighs> this one's like peach mango. <laughs> peach mango bang. Peach mango bang. Yeah. Yeah. Josh is trying to get us sponsored, I think. Uh-huh. Because the first episode, you had, what was it, a Nas? Yeah, but there's no Z. It's just the S. <laughs> yeah. Nas. Nas. We did that last time. Yeah. I listened to the podcast, and right when we did the shh part, I, like, threw my AirPods out of my ears. <laughs> I was like, ow. Ah! Oh, that's probably going to be <laughs> to throw your Yeah. Okay. Anyways, right welcome to episode three. Episode three. Of Deeply Rooted. Numero tres. A little Spanish for you there. Hey, man. Hey, man. You know what hallelujah is in Spanish? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, that is cool. I didn't know that until church this Sunday. Yep, we learned that Sunday morning. Yeah, that was what the whole message was on. Just the different languages. Was it? No. <laughs> Did I miss something? Yeah, you, you hit a stroke and missed it. All right. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm making coffee right now. You can probably hear that in the background. So I'll get up in a minute and get that. Where's that coffee from? That coffee is from Rwanda. Rwanda? Which is a small little country in Africa. Say I don't know if it's small, but it's a country in Africa. I don't okay. know why I said small little why, country. Why did you just assume it was a small I country? don't know. I shouldn't have assumed you the shouldn't. size of the country. Yep. So, anyway. What are we reading today, We're Josh? reading in Jonah again. Jonah. We're going to get a little bit further. We're going to cover some ground, because I believe we left off uh, between verse 3 and verse 4. Yes, we did. So we, we'll be picking up in verse 4. Picking up. And then we'll go all the way down through verse 9. Wow. Covering more more ground than we did last episode. No, we're gaining on them. That's for you sure. Know? Yeah. You know, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. All right. Well, should we just read it first? You think so? I think so. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? About the Old Testament? Oh, yeah. Why don't you lead us off? Okay. Well, we talked about it a little bit in the previous podcast. Just, just a smidge. We did. About how... The Old Testament is important. Yes. But why is it important, Noah? Why is it important? I don't know. For some reason, I can't really think straight right now. He looked right in my eyes and <laughs> was like, just like, it's I like don't a know. Shark's eyes? Like, dead. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, we read the Old Testament to get perspective upon the New Testament, right. which is really important. And, and I thought of this the other day about a way of explaining this in case there's people out there who are having a hard time understanding why the Old Testament is important. And I think of one of my favorite movies is Back to the Future, right? Oh, really? Back to the Future? Yeah, and I think they do a really good job of foreshadowing in that movie. They do. Because if you watch um, specifically in, like, the credits of the opening part of the movie. Remember when movies used to do that? Yeah. They, like, showed the credits before it started. That was always a fun time. They it was We don't really get that a lot anymore. Well, it wasn't fun. This is yeah, boring. but it was boring. Like, when's the movie going to start? Yeah, Anyways. but we didn't appreciate it at the time. Anyways, there's a lot of foreshadowing in even that small section of the movie that there's, like, somebody hanging off, of like, a clock hand on an actual clock. And yeah. then later in the movie, that actually happens. So right. I think of the Old Testament like that. For the New Testament. Like right. foreshadowing for the New Testament. Right, foreshadowing. Yeah. And we're going to get into that a little bit. We're going to get into that a lot of it. Actually. A lot. Yeah. Like a lot. And especially verses 4 through 6. Yeah. So would you like to read us? Yeah. Should I read through verse 9 or just, just 4 through 6 right now? Um, 
Uh, <laughs> why don't we just start with four through six? Okay. Because I think we have a lot that we want to kind of cover. Right. There. And then that way we can just kind of shoot back to yep. it when we get to seven. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Jonah uh, one verses four through six says, but the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid and every man cried out to his God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had lain down, and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You so, heard a little whistle there. That was my phone. <laughs> forgot to silence Woo-hoo. notifications there. Yep. Uh, speaking of notifications. Notifications? Yeah. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, Ooh, guys. Ooh, that was a smi- smooth transition a smi- there. Smooth? Smi- smooth transition. <laughs> no one needs his coffee. Yeah, I, I can't really think straight right now. My mind is a big, foggy mess. Which is why you should drink Bang. Nope. I'm not a believer in Bang. I don't really like the energy drinks. Well, I do. Here's the thing. I know myself. So I know that I would get addicted to drinking energy drinks. So instead, I just choose coffee, which coffee is probably not better. I don't know if it is or not. Anyways. How about I drink this coffee first, <laughs> and then I form a logical sentence, and we can actually, like... Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Josh is just going to talk. <laughs> this is going to be Josh's podcast today. Welcome to... Welcome to... No, we're nope. not doing that again. Okay. So, verse 4 through 6. What Noah just read. Thank you for reading that. You're Noah. welcome. Uh, I actually had to Google a definition while you were reading that. Oh, you did? Right in the first word, right in the verse, the first verse there. Yeah. Verse four, tempest. Tempest. Do you, do you know what tempest means? I have an I- idea, um, mainly just because it's set in this idea of like there's a storm in the sea, but I don't, I guess I don't know exactly what tempest means. What's your idea of what it means? Like it's just rough waves or something like that on the sea right so basically what i looked up it said that it was just a violent storm okay yeah so there's a violent storm and i think the important thing to remember um is that like god sent this storm Mm -hmm. because as we discussed in the past like in the previous episode jonah's uh is fleeing god's presence or he's trying to flee god's presence it's impossible to flee god's presence because he's omnipresent Ooh. Ooh. What does omnipresent mean? Omnipresent means he's, um, so just like he's all-knowing, which would be omniscient, he is omnipresent, which means he's everywhere at all times. Right, okay. So um, so he's all-knowing and he's everywhere at all times, which I think that plays a big part in the book of Jonah. Because he's trying to flee God's presence and you just it's impossible to do that. Um, so I think that this is God sending this storm to kind of just delay what Jonah was doing to try to get him to turn around. So this, I feel like this could be like a symbol of conviction. Do you think God sent the storm to slow Noah? Or Noah. Do you think he sent the storm to slow Jonah down? I think it was to literally turn him around. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it stopped him, like dead in his tracks. Like pretty dead. Like, right there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that was a poor choice of words. No, I'm not saying that at all. I was just okay. saying, like, if God wants something done, it's going to get done. Oh, yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah, because this is a calling that God's placed on Jonah's life. 
Right. So it's going to happen whether he likes it or not, which is how it is today, too. God will literally shake your world up to try to get you to do what he wants you to do. Right. And and there's there's Jonah. There's no telling what would have happened if Jonah was like, absolutely not. You know, like even after the storm. Oh, even after. Yeah. Oh, something else would have happened. Right. For sure. God would have just kept doing something until I think Jonah was so broken down and convicted. The The important thing here in the storm, I think, is that like, and you can kind of read through this through verses nine, is that I think these mariners play a really big part in um, his conviction of like who he is, who he belongs to, who he is a prophet for, and what he is called to do. And so I think God kind of uses these mariners to make him realize that he, he does have a purpose and he does have a calling that God has especially called him to do. Um, well, think about it if you're on an airplane yeah. and, you know, you hit some turbulence and the passengers beside you kind of freak out. Right. You react differently to that than you would if the pilot started freaking out. Yes. Like the expert in the field, if they start freaking out, your demeanor changes like, a little oh, bit. You're like, okay, something's wrong here. Right. And, and that's, that's what's going on here. That's what exactly saying. what happens. Yeah. Because at the end of verse 4, it says the ship was about to be broken apart. Yeah. Like this is a really bad storm. Yeah. Like really bad. Really bad. <laughs> and then verse 5, the mariners, which are just the sailors, the people that run the boat, uh, they were afraid. Now these guys, you know, we could assume from the time period, that this was all they've known. Yeah. Right? Well, because they've, yeah, they, this is their profession. Right. This is what they've done for their whole lives, probably. Because you think a lot of people, like in the United States, if they want to be a boat, what, a captain. A captain. Yeah. <laughs> a boat person. A, a boat driver. If you drive a boat. Yeah. Uh, they want to be a captain. They had to go through a specific set of training for that. Right? Yeah. Or a school. Even. Yeah, they do. But, and... This time in history, and also this isn't in America, but... It's not? Yeah, nope. Wow, really? Yeah. Where is this? Middle East. Middle East? We're, we're in the I thought that was just a big desert out there. We're in the water right now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Get in the story. Oh, yeah. Let me sip my coffee first. Yeah, stay focused, yeah. okay? So, the Mariners, it's usually set up, when it comes to a profession, it's like a training just through their entire life. So, these yeah. people had been on the sea... Like probably, fishermen. Probably since they've life. been kids. Right. Yeah. Their fathers have probably trained them mm-hmm. to do this. Family business. Yeah. You know. So they've seen some storms. Right. And this one is, something's different about it. But and they I, were afraid. Right. They were, it, that's that's how you can tell. It's like God sent this storm, which just tells you that it's not a normal storm. It's a supernatural storm. Right. And I think even the mariners see that. Is they're actually like calling out to their gods with a little g. That's good. Um, and they're, they're like, there's, there's a comma there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a comma. Um, yeah, so they're calling out to their gods because they're like, this is something, something else is happening. This is not just a normal storm. Storms like this don't happen out here. Um, so this is supernatural. This has to be supernatural. And uh, they're so nervous that they're actually throwing their cargo over the side to, like, lighten the boat up and keep it going. Right. That's how bad it is. Right. And then they're like, you know what? Some of that cargo probably isn't as heavy as a person. Let's throw somebody overboard. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's later. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, I think the, like, leading into the end of the verse, end of verse 5, um, it talks about Jonah, who went down in the bottom of the boat in the lowest part of the ship, and he was just fast asleep. Yeah, he was chilling. Why do you think he was asleep? Because we, we discussed this a little bit, but, like, why exactly, what do you think the purpose behind him being asleep was? Because I don't know if he necessarily was, like, comfortable falling asleep. Because he's running away from God. I don't think there's any comfort that you find in that. Well, I think I think the biggest part that we can start with, the, the base level that we can start with, is what you were saying in the last podcast about prophets, like especially minor prophets, not going too far out of their region. Yes. So it's yeah. not out of the question that Jonah had not done a lot of sailing. No. I've actually heard that like a lot of... Um, people from Israel, like Jewish people and stuff like that, were actually like afraid of water or like a large portions of water because they just didn't know like what was in them and like they were freaked out. <laughs> so jumping ahead a little bit, I mean, it yeah. could be because of the story. Yeah, they might have read the story and been like, okay, I'm not getting in the ocean. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that whole fishing thing ain't for yeah, me. That's not for my, my person. Um, but yeah, so Jonah, it's fair to assume, I believe, that Jonah had not been on the water a lot, so probably didn't have his sea legs. No, he's probably maybe seasick. Is that mm-hmm. what you're kind of saying? Yeah, yeah, seasick. Seasick. You also mentioned the other day too, like um, this could be because like everybody has a different way of dealing with stress in their life, mm-hmm. and this probably um, mixed with seasickness. It could have been like he he could have just been stressed out. Yeah, and kind of like. Anxious and worried and depressed, maybe a little bit. I think that's honestly a big part of it. Yeah. So I he really was just do. like, I just got to sleep this off somehow. Well, not necessarily. Honestly, I think sleep could have been Jonah's escape. Okay. From whatever circumstance he was in. Right. Like the feeling of uneasiness. Right. Yeah. Whenever we're faced with some kind of temptation or some kind of hard time in our life, we all run to something. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, Last year, uh, bringing it into baseball, whenever I was stressed out about a start, because I'm a starting pitcher, and uh, I was a freshman last year, so being a freshman, throwing to guys that look like they have a mortgage and three kids, like, that's very stressful. (laughs) And so I would try and hide that nervousness and try and cope with that by, uh, I don't know. Drinking bangs. (laughs) Yeah. Caffeine. Yeah, caffeine. Caffeine was my alcohol. No. (laughs) But like pregame rituals, if you will. Like I have to throw this certain weight of a plyo ball into this particular wall this many times, and then I will be ready. Right, yeah. That's an unhealthy attitude to have. So Sure. um, Especially in the game of baseball, because there's so many variables that you can't predict on the mound. But yeah, absolutely. bringing it back into the Bible, I think that could have been Jonah's thing, that whenever he was stressed out, when he was having a hard time, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. I think it kind of reveals a little bit about who char- who Jonah the character is. Sure, yeah. And personally, when I apply it to my life, it starts to make more sense that Jonah was a living, breathing, fleshly person. Right. That when you're reading words on a page, it can be like, oh, this is just a fairy tale, or this is this guy Jonah. I believe all this happened, mm-hmm. but it's not real to you. Right. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people have that mentality with Jonah. So, well, just in the Bible. Just in the Bible in general. So when you start comparing your characteristics to his of like, oh, wow, when I'm in a tough time, I run to this. Yeah, I run to this. Jonah ran to sleep. Right. I watch TV or I watch, you know, I do whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think that also, like, we were talking, because we're kind of looking at at, uh, Jonah and really just the whole Old Testament, a very, like, exegetical point of view, I guess you could say. Fashion. Yeah. Um, So I think, like, as soon as I read he went down to the lowest part of the ship and was fast asleep, that immediately makes me think of, yeah, that immediately makes me think of um, Jesus, who right before he calmed the storm on, was it the Sea of Galilee that he was on, that they were on? Yeah, I believe it was, yeah. So before that, right when they were on the Sea of Galilee, that that immediately takes me to that, because when the disciples go down, just like the mariners go down, or the captain went down in verse 6 and said, you know, why are you sleeping? Like, get up. Uh, that's kind of what the disciples do to Jesus, too. They're like, are you, are you not aware that we're about to die out here? Yeah. Uh, let's read verse 6 before we get too far into yeah, that. Yeah, sure. So verse 6 says, So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. And so going to... Um, you know what's kind of funny here, and, yeah. and just I, I just noticed this commonality. Uh, what he says, what do you mean, sleeper? Arise to Jonah. What is the first word that the <laughs> Lord says to yeah. Jonah? Arise. In verse two, he says, "Arise." Yeah. So, right. could it be assumed? <laughs> dare I? Dare I say it? That God woke Jonah up oh, at the man. beginning of the chapter. That's really good. Yeah. So I mean. Jonah's just a sleepy guy. I don't know why I'm keying so much on Jonah's nap <laughs> yeah, schedule. Yeah, Jonah's just a big napper. But like, yeah. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because they didn't have bang. Yeah, they energy. didn't have bang then. Exactly. Yeah. Just, you just Jonah. Jonah just needs a six pack of bang with him. Could have knocked this whole Nineveh trip out in a couple hours. Couple hours. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He could have ran to Nineveh. And that is back very refreshing, though. Very. very refreshing. I'm glad. I really just like my coffee. So. It's not as refreshing. Yeah, but it's it tastes better. Anyway, so getting into the uh, like the New Testament side of things, what right. where what, is that story found? Uh, so it's found. Um, okay, so I don't really know because yeah, I read Matthew eight twenty three through twenty seven, and I read Mark four thirty five through forty, um, and then I re- also read Luke eight twenty two through twenty five. So it's not we, found in John. Right, we both read the Luke. So oh, we, we could, both did? Yeah. Okay. So then that way, our kind of discussion behind this yes. was he reads Mark, I read, or I, you read Matthew. I read Matthew, wow. you read Mark, and then, and we, then both we both read, read Luke, Luke, and we kind of get, you know, the three different perspectives of the same event Chiss. that happened, Chiss. which I think they're all pretty similar. They really are. Um, they really are. Yeah, and I, I think the difference between, because like Jonah is... I think you can very easily say, especially later on, too, when it's like he spends three days in the belly of the whale, stuff like that. Jonah is definitely a type typology of Christ, I think. Right. Like a study of like Christ. So. But he's it just like Adam would be as well. Like mm-hmm. a lot of that in Romans talks about, you know, how Adam, Jesus is like the perfect Adam. Mm-hmm. And I think you could also say that about Jonah, too. Jesus like, is the perfect Jonah. Jesus is the perfect Jonah. Jesus yeah. is the perfect Adam. That's good. Because, you know, Jonah and Adam, they're they're fallible, mortal 
people. Yeah. That sinful. are sinful. Yeah. And so but Jesus is not, you know, he's God. So um, the difference between this story and the story in the New Testament is just how how Jonah and Jesus kind of handle it very differently. Yeah. Because um, I think something immediately that sticks out to me is like the mariners or the captain is like, you know, we're about to perish. And they, later on, they kind of, they're all like kind of freaking out about it because they're like, we don't know what to do. The difference between this one in, in Matthew and Mark and Luke is that Jesus is extremely calm about it. Right. Because he's like, I, I mean, like I control, I control nature. Right. I control the creation because I literally created it. And, and since Jesus is God, he knew that the storm was going to be there. Right. It didn't take him by surprise. Right. Which I don't know why I keep going back to it, but when you go to the sleep aspect of it, Jesus was taking a nap for a completely different reason that Jonah was. Absolutely. Jonah was doing it as a coping mechanism because he was running from the will of God as he knew it. Right. Jonah or Jesus took a nap because he's like I got nothing to worry about, man. Yeah. I'm cool as a cucumber down here. Cool as a cucumber. Right. Mark, I don't know about Matthew. Mark even says that he slept on a pillow. I don't think Matthew says that. Mark is a kind of he's a strange guy. Mark is a he had some really interesting details in there. Yeah. I like his details though. Yeah, I They're love that really he's so fun. concise in some things, but in some things he's like, you know what? He took a nap, it was a good one, and yeah. he was on a pillow. And he even used a pillow. <laughs> he snored seven times. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be more of a Matthew thing. That could be. That. Well, Matthew's I mean, maybe according precise. to the chosen. Oh yeah. It's but. as good as the Bible, according <laughs> according to some people. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm, hold on, I just went to Matthew to try to look. I think I'm in the wrong spot. Matthew 8? Oh, I'm in Mark. Wow. Amen, brother. Amen, yeah. That's, I was looking, I was like, if that's not the right spot, I don't think, but, yeah, and Mark, I was trying to see if it, if he used How is it. Matthew on each other? Transfiguration. <laughs> yeah. How was that happening? Um, Jesus was just born in chapter 7. Let's see. Yeah, it doesn't say that in Matthew. It just says he was like I think in Luke it says the same thing too. Like it was just he was asleep. So, so um I think what I love about what Mark says, like with that, where like he used a pillow, I think it that just demonstrates that like how comfortable Jesus really was. Yes. Like it's just and it's like uh, you know, that's his inner feelings. It's right. It's like he's got nothing to worry about. I'm just taking well, a nap. You also gotta think Jesus wasn't a fisherman either. No. Now, it says several times in the New Testament that he was on a boat, that they crossed, you know, the Sea of Galilee, stuff like that. Yeah. But he wasn't ever on, like, a huge voyage. No. To go places, no. right? No. So it's also fair to assume that he's a carpenter. He didn't have his, his sea legs either. No. Yeah, but so he yet made... he goes and he takes a peaceful nap. Right. He's like, yeah, I, I, this is Jonah great. goes to hide to take a nap. Yes. Yeah, Jonah does a lot of hiding. Yeah. That's good. And, I mean, yeah, like you can honestly even say, too, because he went down to the lowest part of the ship. It's like he's trying to get away from literally everyone. It's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to speak to anybody. And I've thought of this before because I've heard a lot of people say there's probably even T-shirts out there. It's like, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap, right? Oh, yeah. And it's referring to Jesus taking a nap. Right. But first of all, 
Let's look at Jonah, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big napper and he had some problems. He had right? some issues. He had some issues. <laughs> he was taking a nap to avoid those issues. But uh, let's let's look at let's look at their responses. Let's look at the difference in their responses to being woken up, right? Yeah. Because sure. the mariner camp comes in, wakes him up, and uh, the mariner and, comes in and, and says, what, like, basically, he's like, why are you sleeping? Get up and call, call out to your God so that maybe your God can save us and stop this storm. Right. Now, what is the sailor? What's, uh, what's special about the sailor? You you he's brought this out when we were talking about this. He's the captain? Is he a Jew? Oh, no. He's a Gentile. Right. And what sure. kind of people did Jonah not want to witness to Right. Like this is this is the ironic part of... This is the ironic uh, part where I'm like, God has such a funny sense of humor. He does. Because uh, these are Gentile people that Jonah... God called Jonah to minister to Gentile people, go preach to Gentile people, and essentially give them the gospel and just say, you know, you have sin in your lives that separates you from God. God wants you to repent and believe in him. And um, Jonah later on finds himself <laughs> doing that to these Gentile people that right. he's trying to run away from so he, that he doesn't have to preach the gospel to them. Right. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, I love that. That's really that God funny. is just like, listen, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And even a Gentile can remind you of God. Yes, anyone that, can remind That you. Jonah is actively running away from God. He takes a nap to try and forget about it. And then a Gentile and comes then and Gentile's like, up. hey, you should call to your God because we're about to <laughs> yeah, die. Yeah, because we're about to and die. Jonah's like, dang it. <laughs> I can't stop hearing about this God yeah. guy, right? It's, it's about this Jesus fella. <laughs> no. No. Just God. Just God. At that point. Yeah, at that point. But anyway, yeah, I think that that's so funny. Like, God just has this great sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. really and it's a it's sense of humor that's like really just kind of slaps you with truth. Fish slappers. Yeah, like fish like the fish slappers. Veggie tales. Yeah, and veggie tales. You thought you were gonna get through this podcast. Yeah, without, without another without another veggie tales reference. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I watched that movie the other day, so I'm re upped on refer yeah. on ref references. Right. references. <laughs> I'm up on my references. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I so, just I love that. I so, do too. Anyway. And and I just thought of that because we were talking about that. Yeah. So, anyways. Let's look at, I'll read it this time, verses 7 through 9. Oh, yeah, for sure. And look at Jonah's response and then compare it to Jesus' response. Yeah. Does that sound good That's to you? a great idea. Okay. Yeah. So verse 7 says, And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation, and where do you come from? What is your country, and of what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry ground. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. Right? What so he's got, to he's got to profess the Lord in front of the Gentiles. That's what I'm saying. It's like he has about. to preach. Like, it's, it's, it's really funny yeah. that he's like, yep, this is who I serve. And even all the questions that they ask him are leading him to... You basically, yeah, say, "Hey, what are like? What's your purpose? What are you doing?" It's like God is using these people to be like, "Hey, what were you supposed to do again? Oh, where are you from again? Who? What is? What's your occupation again?" 
Right. Oh, okay. You're. I forgot. Yeah. You're oh, a prof- you're a, oh, you're a. You're a oh, Hebrew. Yeah, yeah, you're a Hebrew. That's a prophet. Yeah. That's supposed to preach to people. That's supposed to listen to God. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Are you doing that right now? That's crazy, man. Yeah. Isn't that wild? <laughs> hey, how you feel about swimming? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you like fish? Right. So Jonah begrudgingly was like, "Fine. Here's here's the truth. Here's the gospel." Yeah. Right. When he gets woken up. It's kind of yeah. like me when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> like Napoleon Dynamite. Huh? Yeah. Worst day of my life. Gosh. What do you think? Dang it. <laughs> so, yeah. as I'm looking in Mark, um, Mark chapter 4, and uh, verse 39, it says, when it's talking about Jesus, it says, Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Yeah. Here's what I love about the thing with the faith. Because Jesus really, um, like, just chides his disciples for being like, Why do you not have faith? Because you're literally, like, I am the creator of the world. Cheers. He's in your boat. Yeah. Like, do you not think that I know what's going on? And can control this. And um, no, hold on. Before you start beating the disciples up too bad. No. Like I, I would have been doing the same no, thing. No, I would have too. But like I it's a great I'm saying it's like a great lesson to learn. Yeah. Because like it's you're sometimes it's very easy. Like I'm I will go through life and it's very easy to just get so focused on you and right. like what's going on right now in your present moment. Because in this present moment, both in Jonah and in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, this was a troubling time. It was like, we are about to die. Like, it doesn't look good. Yeah. But I think the important thing to remember is that when you have faith in God, even in the darkest of times, where it just looks like there's no way out, there's always hope in -hmm. God. Like, there's always some, some way that God can do something. Right, to get your attention. That's huge, yes, to say, hey... Listen to me. That's an attention getter. It is an attention getter. It's a Uh, good one. Yeah, so in this case, in Jonah's case, going back to the Old Testament, what we're actually supposed to be studying. (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah, no, that's... we. Once we get to the New Testament, me and Noah get excited. Mm -hmm. Not that it's more important. But, like, there's a lot... I think it's cool. But as Gentiles reading a Jewish book, we get more excited when... Yeah, like, I'm more excited when Jesus, like... When our character comes into play. (laughs) But, you know... I mean, Jesus was still Jewish, so... I don't know if he's necessarily our character, but... He's the one... He's the... I I know. All right. He's initiated the New Covenant. I get it. Yep. Don't get me started on this. Don't get... This is a whole other podcast, all right? A whole other podcast. Okay. Um... So, in Jonah, back to what we were talking about, the storm symbolizes something as an attention getter. What do you think that attention getter in today would be? Conviction. Brought by? I don't know. Who brings conviction? The Holy Spirit. Yes. Okay, I didn't know if you were trying to say the Holy Spirit (laughs) or if it's like something in the situation. No, it's fine. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was being too specific. Yeah, no, conviction by the Holy Spirit, for sure. Show, show. For show. For show. So the storm the storm symbol symbolizes conviction. Even before the Holy Spirit was really a thing on earth. Right. I think that's why I was hesitant to say the Holy Spirit. Because like at this point, it had not been 
right. loosed on because humanity yet. Be, you say that like it's a kraken. <laughs> <laughs> Release the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but the way the reason we can say that is that Jesus, before he ascend, ascended, he was saying to his disciples to comfort them, like, I have to go. So right. But we the can, Holy Spirit will be with you. Right, so I can send the helper so you can be drawn closer to me. Yeah. Through the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. So the Holy Spirit had not yet come because Jesus had not yet come right. in human form. Yes. So uh, God shows his ability to convict using natural circumstances. Yeah. I think he even does that today, too. Like I think you can see evidence of that today. What do you mean? With a lot of things. I mean, like we've been studying people. We've been studying in origin science, right, and about um, different conditions that people have and how that's a reflection of sin, not their specific sin, yeah. but just sin from humanity as whole. So I think that kind of shows in this as well yeah. that God can use sinful people, Gentiles, yeah, Gentile in this people. instance, right. sinful situations to teach us a lesson. Well, and even a sinful person who's rejecting the call of God. I mean, like, Jonah's not without sin either. Right. Like, he, he uses both sides here. Man, God, God's so cool. If I was God, like... I'd be mad. Jonah... <laughs> He'd be dead. <laughs> He'd be dead already. Well, <laughs> shoot you with the lightning bolt, buddy. Uh, yeah, but no, God is... I'm so thankful that I am not God because... Uh, it's a whole lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. I also just don't have the heart for it, I think. <laughs> I'm also <laughs> I just don't like people as much as God does. <laughs> so, you know? But Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's cool. Like, I wrote down in my notes, too, when I studied um, Matthew and Luke, I, I wrote down uh, that Jonah could have avoided this whole storm had he just been faithful in the first place and just been like this is a crazy thing that god is asking me to do but i'm gonna go ahead and do it regardless of what other people think and what i think because god's calling is more important and i think that that's true today as well because i think everybody when they feel their calling in life mm -hmm. like to do something that god wants them to do I think everybody's at least a little bit hesitant about it. I don't know how you feel. What do you mean? Like when I felt like I was needed, like I needed to be a biblical counselor, like church planter oh, yeah. person. Like I was hesitant about that. Oh, yeah. And for a long time in my life, I actually ran away from that thought process. Mm -hmm. And I, I honestly, like just in the last year or two, have like actually accepted that that's what God wants me to do. So, so we're going to get heretical here. Uh, what was your whale <laughs> since the story is about yeah, you? Yeah, since I am Jonah right. in this story. So what, um, did, uh, no. what did God send in your life just to swallow you up and spit you on the shores <laughs> of BBC? <laughs> oh, my word. No, but I'm saying that, like, that's, I think everybody goes through that. And I think it's important to remember that... Um, like, it's, it's hard. It's really easy to say, oh, we'll just have faith. Mm -hmm. It's a hard thing to live that out. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, well, Jonah's just an awful person or that even this, the disciples are awful people. 
for not putting their trust in God because everyone does this. Right. And we are awful people. And I asked <laughs> for I asked, doing that. I asked some of the middle schoolers this Sunday that I that I was able to teach, what's the definition of faith? Uh believing in something that you can't see. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. We're on the same brain. We're on the brain same brain wave. Wave. There wave. it is. There it wave. is. That's the word. Um But yeah. Faith is the belief in the unseen, right? Yeah. I was even talking to Hope about this last night. I was just like, you know, it's, I think that's why the gospel, because I kind of want to get into the gospel for a minute. I don't know why. But I think that's why the gospel to some people is really hard to believe, but also kind of offensive as well. Because you're asking them to believe in something. You're like, oh, all this stuff happened. And you're a terrible person. Regarding Jesus. Yeah, regarding Jesus. Right. You know, Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, rose three days later so that we could have a relationship with him if we repent from our sin, which means turn from our sin, and we trust in him to be the only way that we can be saved. Um, That's offensive. Because you're telling people that they're not good, right? That they're horrible by saying that Jesus was perfect, right? By saying that someone else was better than you, mm-hmm. and um, the only way that you can do that is by trusting in them, and saying, "I will not do this stuff." Since and, and, since he gave his life for me, right? I'm going to give my life to him. Yes, yeah. By turning from your sin, right? I can see how that could be. And, and then you're like, oh, and also you can't, you can't see what you're putting your trust in. Yeah. It's like that's crazy, and I don't believe it. Sure. So I think that's hard. It, that's it's hard for people to believe that, um, and it's kind of offensive. But I think that there's there's a lot of uh, you just have to put a lot of faith in that. I don't know. I, that all got back to faith. I just took a really big turn from there. I was well, trying to tie it back in somehow. <laughs> I don't think somehow. it. I think it kind of just, fell on its to face. Start a, a conversation, and I don't even know where. It was yeah. Going. Sometimes I just start a conversation. Just start saying something. I don't know how it's going to end. It just starts. It just starts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that is an important tie because we were talking about faith yeah. and about how it's the belief in what you cannot see. Yeah. So the sailors, you can't always see God, but you can feel God. Yes, you can. You can feel the presence of God because he's omnipresent, right? Yeah. But you can feel the presence, especially in a situation like this, as we see in the storm, because you can't see the wind, but you can feel it. Yes, you, you can. can't. You can't see the wind, but you can feel the waves beating against the ship, about to tear it apart. Yeah. Right. Right. So, as you said earlier, they knew there was something out there. They knew that there was something up that wasn't natural. Oh, for uh, sure. That they had not seen before. Right. Yeah, for sure. So Jonah explained to them who it was in verse nine. Yeah. That was causing this, because he says, "God made the God who made the sea and the dry land." Right, and I think that's what you see even in the New Testament too with Jesus, where he's just like, I'm sovereign. Right. I created this. Yeah, I'm in control of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm in control of it. And he got, and it's the same, Jesus, when he was saying that, he's the same God that's sent this storm Ooh. and controls this storm. That's good. You know, so I think, and Jonah knows that. He's just like, yeah, this is, this is from God. Yeah, my bad. That's on me. And honestly, I think we do kind of, we have to take the classic approach to this just so it's said in case there's somebody out there that hasn't heard it that your sin doesn't just affect you 
No. It affects other people. Everyone. And uh, and also, in this particular circumstance, what are the circumstances that it took for Jonah to admit that he was running from God? Like, out on in the boat? Yeah, like he had to believe he was dying. <laughs> to be like, uh, yeah. well... Yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, it's my my bad. My bad, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My bad, guys. <laughs> he had to think he was dying. And and I think of, you know, we talk a lot about movies and shows. I think of that movie that we watched <laughs> with The Rock and Kevin Hart yeah. the other day. Central Intelligence. Central Intelligence. Yeah. Uh, I think of that movie because, you know, they were about to crash that plane. Right. And he was like, hey, what's the one thing you regret in life? And the guy just comes completely clean yeah. with it, right? He, he says what he's like. Yeah, what he's thought. That he would never say if he thought he was going to live past the past the next five seconds. Right. And then all of a sudden he, like, stabilizes the plane. And he's like, hey, that was a great therapy session. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? Yeah, what? So I think, you know, not that God was pulling pulling that on him, but I think sometimes we have to be put in a situation that yeah. we think that there's nothing else that's going to come from this. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what I say now because... Right. Well, and yeah, I mean, God is, you know, he's, he does this uh, to everybody. Like, I mean, he, <laughs> he kills everybody. Yeah, he just kills lots of people. Um, God you know. kills people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like he, he will set up a certain uh, circumstance to where, because um, I, I think it's a lot better. And we were talking about this the other day. Like, it's a lot better when you can personally come to the realization of something Right and certain like uh, for yourself, or you uh-huh. like you can experience something for yourself that makes you be like, okay, no, this is legit. Like this is actually what's truth. Right. Um. And so I think that's what God is setting up here, where He's just like, you know, through this circumstance, you are able to see me, mm. and so you know that you know, like I am real. This is really what your calling is. This is I. He's God is letting this real life circumstance make Jonah realize that, you know, he needs to point himself back to God. Right. He needs to do things for God and not for himself. Yeah. Because really he's being selfish and just saying, I don't really care what you think, God. I'm going to run and do my own thing. Right. And God says, well, there's circumstances with that. Or there's not circumstances. There's There's, consequences. uh, Consequences. Yeah, there's consequences with that. But I think that God uses those consequences. Right. It's just like a father would... Um, discipline his child. There's a purpose for consequence. Right, there's a purpose for, for you know, consequence where it's just like, you know, I, I'm not just spanking you to just spank you for fun because I don't like you. Right. I'm spanking you because what you were doing is not good for you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to teach you through consequence that this is not good for you. And that's I, that's why I think you see God called the loving, like a loving father. Mm-hmm. where Because he's just like, I'm you know, he's not killing Jonah here. He's just yeah. letting him realize, hey, you have had your focus way too long on yourself. Hmm. Everything needs to go back to me. Yeah. Because this is not good for you. Back to me. Back to me. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people could look at that and say, well, that's kind of selfish of God to think that way. But you have to remember that God is God. But God's a jealous God, too. Sure. So, I mean, it's hard to explain God. Because, like, he's jealous, but he's also, like, he's perfect. It's like a righteous jealousy. Yeah. I mean, you can't... It's like his wrath. When you think of a wrathful human being, you think of somebody that just gets red in the face, red in the eyes, it's just going to snap. God isn't that way. Yeah, God's not that way. He's just in his wrath. 
Yeah, I think that's our problem with viewing God, too, is because we view it from a human mind where we, we're basing it off of what we've seen from other humans. We apply human characteristic to a holy God, which means a God that is set apart. Yeah, so, completely different. And I think that's a problem with a lot of religious beliefs today, even certain sections of um, what people believe that I know that are that they apply human characteristic to a holy God that created them. And it kind of right. makes me mad in a, in a righteous anger type of way. That's like, because why it's just are not you, biblical. It's not biblical, but it's right. also insulting to the God because yeah. you look at Greek mythology, you look at Norse mythology, they're human beings that do stupid stuff. Right. And those are what they call gods. Our God isn't like that. No, yeah, he's not an idiot. Right. And so by saying certain things and, and applying human characteristics to God, you're kind of losing sight that he created us. That's good. So, that's and I think, really I think that's what we see Jonah doing. Yeah. We see Jonah lose sight of who God is. He starts taking um, more for granted his position yeah. of being the spokesperson for God. Yes. To the people. And starts thinking, well, maybe God's commands are optional. Maybe I don't have to follow them. Right. But they aren't, as as you can see through this story. Right. So I'm going to test it. I'm going to run away. God says, uh-uh. Back to me. Back to me. Yeah. I'm going to break that ship apart. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so we see Jonah here kind of on a cliffhanger. So it looks like you're yeah. going to have to come back for We're episode four. We're going to leave this for a cliffhanger. But I think the important thing to remember like leading into the next episode is like we're seeing Jonah kind of I think realize more like oh I'm more begrudgingly than anything else yeah because like if you read the end of the end of the book I mean he still is not like doesn't joyfully turn back to God I think that's what makes Jonah such a sad story in my mind it's almost like a tragedy yeah because it's like he, he does he does turn back to God but he does it in a way that is like woe is me like, pity right. me for having to serve the God of the universe. Yeah. And I think that that's yeah. ultimately just a lesson that you learn in, yeah. you know, like, what, with whatever you're doing, whether you're going into ministry, whether you're working a nine-to-five job, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's good. So. It's not about you. Right. That's, yeah. That's, that's what I've picked out from Jonah. It's just, like, it's called Jonah, and you can say what you want about how you can relate it back to your life or whatever, but ultimately the whole book is about God and him showing his sovereignty and showing that... What's he, sovereignty mean? You got to keep it quick because we got to start wrapping up. Yeah, we do. Um, I don't know. I Like, I, now that I think about it, I'm like, you know, like it's a... I, I guess it just shows that he's like, he's the king. He's the ruler, right? He's sovereign. His right. rulings are just his, He's re- like, yeah, he's on the throne. I, that's I think that's the human way to like explain it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's like supreme power. Did you just Google like, that? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> According to Oxford. According to Oxford Dictionary. Yeah, it's uh, it's supreme power. Yeah, and I think that's a great way. There's nothing like, greater. He is supreme, you mm-hmm. know. So um, yeah, I think he shows his sovereignty. I think he shows that he's just he's the creator, and I think that he shows that. In a, in a righteous way, it's all about him, and it's not about you. And those are all things that Jonah confesses in verse 9. Yeah, where he's like, I'm a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of 
heaven, who made the sea and the ground. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So next next time we'll see Jonah take a swim. Yeah. Yeesh. Or will we? Or will we? Or will we'll swim for a minute, maybe. You know what, Noah? What is your haps and craps from this week? Oh, I forgot about haps and craps. Um, wow. Honestly, I'm kind of... Sorry, I have a lot of... I just started burping a lot. It's the coffee. Yeah. That's why you should drink That's bang. why I gotta drink... Well, I think bang would make me burp more. Yeah. I think it would. Um, honestly, I'm taken by surprise a little bit by the haps and craps. Uh, I guess a hap today would be, um, that I got 105 on that. We? Yeah, we got 105 on the New Testament test. Final? Yeah, the final. Which is great. Uh, so we're done with New Testament, um, which is amazing. Or else, actually, we have to turn in the journals today. You do. I do. Did you already do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you. Okay, well, i got to turn in the journal. Um, the crap, I think, would be that I have a lot to do, and I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at the list right now of everything that needs done uh, by the end of next week, and it's, it's a lot to handle a lot. with a, you know podcast and a job and a marriage so wow and serving in the church so wow that's a lot yeah so pray for me um amen i just did oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) oh thanks (laughs) anyway haps and crafts for you uh haps definitely have to come from yesterday i was playing catch and we were doing uh pull downs which means you like take the baseball and you run as hard as you can towards the gun, and you throw it into a net right in front of the gun. Okay. I hit an 87 yesterday. Hey, good for and you. And that number has never never come out of my body before. So, like, I'm... I don't I'm very, like the way you phrased that. What do you... You're just a dirty person. I didn't, I didn't make it dirty at all. Uh-huh. No, but 87's never come out of my arm before, so I was excited to see that number on the gun. Yeah, and that's then, good. As far as a crap, you know, every... Going back to that... That physics law that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah, what's that Because law? I threw 87, my arm hurts really bad Oh, yeah, bad I feel today. like it's about to fall <laughs> off today. <laughs> so that's the crap, but yeah. it's, it's good. Yeah, that's great. All right, well, have some craps. We'll see you, uh, have some craps. We'll we'll see you next, next, next time. I don't know when. On the Deeply Rooted Podcast. Yeah, next Monday. All right. Oh, uh, make sure you guys uh, subscribe. subscribe, too. We need that. Yeah. That way you get to see when other uh, episodes are posted and all this stuff. I think on Apple it's the little plus button Yeah. in the right-hand corner. What is it on Spotify? You it's were... the little bubble that says subscribe. Just go ahead and click that. Oh, really? Yep. It's that simple. Yep. It's that simple, guys. That simple. Just do it. All right? All right, anyway. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next time.